Welcome back to the original judo podcast guys. I'm James Austin and we are chatting today looking back at the world championships. Um, there's going to be some good things. We're going to talk about some of the bad things. And yeah, I mean, people can probably predict what the, the bad stuff is going to be. I'm going to try not to get too ranty, too, too sweary. I hope I don't swear later on. Um, but we'll, we'll start with the good and we'll start with the judo that I was able to watch. Um, it's largely going to be around talking around those highlights before the uh, IGF subscription service came in. So first up, uh, let's talk about women under 48 kilos. Um, just having a quick look at uh, Tsunoda, you know, Japanese, she wins the worlds at 48 kilos I love her judo. She's absolutely huge. You know, she's looks as big maybe as Belodid did. You know, Belodid's uh, dominated the, the weight category for two or three years between Olympic cycles. And since Tokyo, she's obviously moved up to 57s. And Sonoda looks massive in exactly the same way. She missed out on Tokyo. Um, she moved, she was 52 kilos. She moved down, I think at the start of 2020, you know, just before the pandemic hit, she had a couple of good runs, but they made the selections after only a, a one event or two events and ultimately ended up selecting Tanaki. I think she is a monster athlete. She's an absolute stud. I felt she should have gone to Tokyo. And looking at her in this world, you know, she was amazing. I'm not sure she uses her size. No, she's huge, but she's not, again, talking and making the comparison to Blooded. She doesn't necessarily look to dominate people with her height. She's not necessarily got classic Japanese judo. Um, she's got a horrible, grovelly Tomonagi, but she smashes people with it. Yeah. Um, she throws with it. She kills with a fight with it as well, you know, and she's so fast dropping under her opponent. Um, what else did we have? Oh, there was loads. They, it was great to see them tighten up the head dive rule on day one. Um, I'm not sure they were that consistent with it over the two or three days, but it looked what I think everybody thought the, the interpretation was going to be. Um, I did think uh, Tanaki again sticking at 48 kilos her dis disqualification was incredibly harsh you know she was getting foot swept by Figueroa which was, was a beautiful bit of ash she was by the Spaniard um, and Tanaki turns into the throw to, to escape and obviously foot comes across um, you know blocks the leg and again, she gets the disqualification, which I think she would be disappointed with. Um, 52 kilos was an absolute ridiculous category. Abe, again, uh, sister this time, looking dominant, but it was super exciting to see how everybody kind of fell out, the fallout from that. And uh, Britain's Chelsea Giles was absolutely amazing again, getting to the final. And she has certainly cemented her place you know she's so consistent now in, within the world's top three and you know over the next two or three years two years 18 months up until Paris 
you better believe she's going to be knocking on the door. Um, definitely got to give her confidence, got to help her believe now that she could be looking for, she could be the person to get Britain's first Olympic title. Um, where else do you want to go? Ah, delighted for the Mongolian. Um, Sobata, again, looked great all day. Um, has kind of threatened a huge result over the last few years. Um, obviously has had some incredible results, but world champion and looking so impressive as he was doing it. Um, where else? Ah, I love the gripping. You know, I think now we're back to two-handed gripping. The contest looks a little bit more tactical. And I love that about judo. You know, I, I love that there's dynamic judo. I love that there's throwing. I love they've got this aggressive groundwork as well. But I also think that it's really important to have a tactical side to the sport. Um, and it was great to see that come into effect. Now, this kind of leads into one of the negatives, so we'll come back to it. Um, but it was great to see, like, tactical judo playing such a big part of the sport. You know, it's it's important for me that judo, there are multiple ways to win. Um, and I, I felt like over the last cycle that whilst it was exciting, it had kind of become the equivalent of kind of tying two boxes together and just letting them slug it out in a phone box. You know, it's exciting, but you're missing out on a lot of the skill of the sport. Um, I guess in terms of other judo that I saw, let's jump straight up to uh, under 100 kilos. Um, Tarobiev, the Uzbeki, who, the Uzbekistani who won, was absolutely phenomenal his makikomi is absolutely insane like he wraps his partner around himself like a scarf like a piece of elastic he winds it so tight um and then all of a sudden it's just like a ping the tension is released and the yeah his opponent uki gonna say uki i feel that's the right way around has to go and um, because he reaches the end of the elastic the grip strength the man must have is insane to keep that kind of attachment, to keep that connection, okay, and then carry on through is ridiculous. Very impressive. Love the throw. Like, really kind of, I don't know if it's anti-judo, but it's certainly not classical judo, but it was exciting to see. Um, yeah, and then you get to some of the, the results. Really surprised to see... Uh, Funakubo lose, you know, 57s was another category that was absolutely on fire. And uh, Rafael Ella Silva back as world champion, back as a winning a global event. She has been around for such a long time, obviously winning uh, Olympics in Rio. And now what's this six years later, winning the world's winning the world, a global title for a second time. Um, so yeah, super exciting. The judo that we did see was really, really good. I loved the, the, the tactical battles and I loved the kind of explosiveness as well. Um, I think looking at the results, Japan obviously finishing top of the medal table again. 
uh, picking up 12 medals. They obviously got 11 in Tokyo, but this time there's only five golds. Um, I think still comprehensively dominant. You know, they still dominate the sport um, and there's no one really close. It, it was noticeable, perhaps, that the Russians weren't here. Um, and they're not here for like very valid reasons. Um, but you do wonder how they would have kind of come out against some of those nations. I think f the French will be a little bit disappointed with how it went, um, particularly in the team result. You know, they lose in the final to Japan, They're Japan reversing the Olympic result from last year. But also they they came away with only one world champion, um, three bronze medals. And I think they've, they've got to be hoping the way their women have dominated the sport over the last Olympic cycle, the way Teddy's been such a dominant figure in the sport for the last 10 years, you know, they've, they've got, to, got to be hoping for better than that uh, coming into Paris. And again, you, you bring back a couple of those key figures, you get a couple of the more experienced figures like um, rolling again. And I'm, I'm thinking the likes of Clarice and Teddy come back. If you get a, a Malonga performing again, um, you know, they've, they've got the potential to, to, to have a clean sweep, um, to have, not to have a clean sweep. That's ridiculous, but to do really, really well and certainly push Japan at the top of the medal table. Um, Dicko talking to heavyweights again, I've not seen a huge amount of a judo because by that stage, everything was behind a paywall. Um, but a world title is, was definitely within her trajectory and, yeah, kind of impressive to see her break the stranglehold that um, uh, Japan certainly had on the sport last year with uh, Sone and Asahina both winning uh, global titles. I guess that kind of brings us to the negatives. Um, and... Uh, there weren't there weren't major things and and we'll start with the I guess the smaller ones. So whilst I like tactical judo and I like to see the gripping battles and I, I find that side of the sport really engaging. Judo at the moment, the rule set they've got is broken and it, I don't really think it's anyone's fault, but I think there are twenty eight percent of contests were ended by three shidos. That's an insane stat. That's more than one in four, you know. So uh, like 174 ended in disqualification and it was like 161 were, were three Shidos. There's only 607, 613 contests. That's that's something straight from Judo Base. Had to count, count the contests uh, by hand. But 28%, one in four ending in like three Shidos is a ridiculous statistic. And I think it's a consequence of where the rule sets at. There's no small scores, you know, and the, the, the consequence of attacking is so high that players naturally fight defensively. And I'd be amazed if that wasn't the highest stat, you know, my research only goes so far. I've only looked at the results from this world. I'm definitely not going back and, and double checking, but I'd be amazed if that wasn't the, the highest it's ever been so 
again, I've said this before, I will say it again. They need to bring back a, a, a small score. They need to bring back a small score that ends a contest because it, it adds value into attacking, you know, within the realm of safety. And like human psychology means people shy away from risk, particularly when there's things that are important on the line. Um, You know, because I can't believe that. I can't believe that more than a quarter of the contest ended with three shootouts. Absolutely insane. Um, So that's complaint number one. They need to fix the rules. And it's not going to be fixed this Olympic cycle. And I understand they tweak it. But it is broken. And it can't be that way going ahead. Number two. I liked that they appeared to tighten up the head dive rule. Um, It's not often given at the top level. And on day one, they gave it, um, I think, in favour of the Mongolian kids a couple of times. Inktavian, Baratov, um, I see the Uzbekistan, he was, he was given against him. Uh, yeah, they was given a couple of times. But then they seemed to forget. And then again, they remembered on, on day four or five, they disqualified the, the Georgian Bakari, the Olympic champion. They disqualified him for head diving. And yet the following day, similar couple of situations yeah it wasn't follow through again so again it, it's just about being consistent with it um there was a, a disqualification for kat sangaku it started in niwaza the intent was to roll i'm thinking that the serbian niklic at 48 kilos you know but then it was given a the, the opponent tried to stand up and the roll carried on and she was disqualified like that's on the referee. That's not on the athlete. It was in Niwaza and she started to roll. That's on the referee to get that call right. And I felt that that call was was made, certainly was wrong. Um, What else? Again, Wazari, like massively inconsistent over what was a Wazari and what wasn't. Um, and they're making it so complex now about whether her elbow is down or not is what the score is. Um, they need to bring back a small score because it, it kind of resolves a lot of these situations. Um, yeah, and I think we're getting to the the kind of obvious one, the disappointing one, you know, and it's inevitably going to talk about this. So the IGF threw up a paywall halfway through the event. Um, to the best of my knowledge, they hadn't said they were going to do this. They've obviously been trying to sell NFTs various points through the year. And I think that's related to the paywall, to the subscription service. I'm frustrated once again by the lack of transparency, by the handling of the live stream. It was, it was just shitty work. If you say from the outset that this is going to be the situation, you've got to pay. Okay. But you can't do it halfway through an event. Um... It's all behind a paywall now. You can't you can't watch the judo, which is really disappointing. Like uh, prior events, you can do, but the, I think the impression I get is that going forward, all all events will be in the same boat. Um, subscription service looks like twenty five euros for one event, a hundred euros for a year. And for me, oh, I just think that the pricing's way too steep. Like I would love to know how many subscriptions they sell at the end of you know a six-month period or a year 
Um, I, I think I understand why they're doing it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed if they're trying to scrape revenue together. Like I, I get it. Um, I guess if Russia were a big contributor and then they've been cut off again for obvious reasons, um, that there might be a massive lack of funding or, you know, they might just be trying to monetize the sport. Um, but you can't do it halfway through a major event and you can't make a mess of it like you did. Uh, I hope it's so they can make some kind of cool highlight show, uh, you know, like the old fighting films videos that came out, but we're a week out now and that's too long for there not to be a show produced. It needs to be out now so that we could be watching it, reflecting back on it last week. Otherwise the world moves on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get what they're doing. I hope they change the pricing. You know, uh, it makes the events judo inaccessible, I guess, certainly at the top level, watching judo inaccessible to many, many people. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with the video database. Like if they will come out from behind the paywall after a certain amount of time. Um, yeah. And then certainly for myself, it's definitely going to reduce the amount of judo I am able to see or, or watch, which is really disappointing. Um, one of the things I loved about the IGF is that it's always been accessible. It's always just been there, you know, but it is potentially the way things are going. Um, and that brings me to my my other rant. Now, obviously, Judo had a phenomenal time at the Commonwealth Games. It was an incredible stage for the sport. Um, judo is an elective event. And obviously, the Australians who have never included Judo in one of their home games have got the event this time so not massively hopeful that it's going to be there but this week they have announced the sports and you're looking down the list and wrestling is out and uh, rhythmic gymnastics out and oh judo is out as well um what what's in ah oh, golf of course it is come on as if golf needs another stage oh just just annoying, guys. It's just a frustrating time. Anyway, gonna leave leave off there. Like, um, there were some dynamite bits of judo from the weekend. In fact, there's one that I I didn't mention. The back on day one again before it was all behind the paywall. Uh, I think it's the Israeli at sixty kilos. Uh, I'm definitely gonna butcher his name. I think it was Walzak. Wal he had an absolutely dynamite drop CI. Um, he threw the American, he threw the Georgian with it, looked lethal and certainly think he's going to be one to watch coming up. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show and my rant didn't go on too long. Got some really exciting guests coming up. So really uh, hope you tune back in for them. But otherwise... Thanks for listening. I will catch you soon.